In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. The average, according to this class I took 35 years ago, said 6.8 times a month. Now, here's what I want to say, guys. There's a couple things you got to add in here. First of all, you got to add in, what kind of husband are you? It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. Hey guys, thanks for making this podcast the number one podcast for christian men on spotify i'm jim ramos i'm here with our producer co-host dale culver how you doing today man i'm doing good hit me up with a man word we got a big topic to cover okay as we always do (laughs) (laughs) but it's not masturbation thank god (laughs) thank you yeah my man word is confidentiality and i'm just thinking about uh our our groups we have with men and many times we're sitting around a table with mm-hmm. guys and they're sharing stuff uh, it is so important that we keep that confidentiality to our grave yeah and, and and you know so many guys i hear they get into groups they're afraid to share what's going on in their life because they say i've been burned so many times and it's really important that when yeah. we say we got our guys backs we got their back well you know it's really interesting I had another guy send a really neat hero story in from Idaho. We're going to read about that on another podcast. But, guys, if I could tell you anything, it would be go to our homepage and click the Join Our Program button. We have spots for you. We have almost every night of the week covered for you. There's no excuse. Get into a group. Get plugged in. We're not charging you $100 a month to sit at my feet. We're asking you to buy a $15 book, sit with a group of guys who have your back and who will really help you out here. So that's a great one, Dale. Confidentiality. I love that. What stay? What happens at Fight Club? Stays at Fight Club. That's right. Hey, I want to go into the meat of our podcast. Again, guys, this is our Ask Me Anything series. This is a series where you ask us the questions and I do the best to give you a biblical answer. You may not like that answer, and my answers may not be perfect, but I'm giving you what I believe after 35 years of ministry experience and following Jesus. And so this one's really interesting. This one's from Jeffrey on Instagram, and he said, could you talk a bit about reasonable expectations for married sex life? I see and hear a lot of scary and negative things from women about saying no to their husbands a lot or for long periods of time, basically seeming like they're totally uninterested in sex once they get married. What is reasonable 
to expect if I am married and we are following God and I'm not being an awful husband. Well, I appreciate you qualifying that because your sex life is a direct reflection oftentimes of how good of a husband you are. Mm. You know, I always tell guys, if you open her spirit, everything else will open. And so I will say a couple things. This is a great question. This is a loaded question. There's a couple things I've noticed, some things I've learned I want to share with them. First of all, the most study study after study shows this. The most satisfied people on the planet when it comes to sex are monogamous Christian couples. They have the best sex on the planet, bar none. Don't let the world lie and tell you that you've got to do this or that or that. Monogamous Christian couples have the best sex. That being said, I want to talk a little bit about my marriage. So my marriage, we have every 10 years, we go through marriage counseling just to stay true. And this last one, we're at 30 years now, so we went through counseling. And they do a test, and, and I'm also licensed in this. It's called Prepare and Rich. I love this organization. It scores you on couple agreement. Out of the 10 categories, we had two 100s. In other words, we scored perfect on two categories. One was our faith, and the other one was sex. So uh, we've had we have a great sexual relationship. We have had I would say if I were to average it out over thirty years, I would say five to six times a month, a month every month for thirty years, and that's changed up and down, whatever. But but uh, that's basically it. Now in college, I took a class on human sexuality, and in that class, I learned that couples say that on average they have sex 6.8 times a month. Man, I thought I thought that's a lot. But I've learned that some couples have sex more than other couples. Some couples, I've talked to a guy just there, he gets sex about once every six months. So that's bad. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it just changes based on the couple. The average, according to this class I took 35 years ago, said 6.8 times a month. Now, here's what I want to say, guys. You gotta. There's a couple things you, you got to add in here. First of all, you got to add in what kind of husband are you? Because her her willingness to envelop you to make love to you is a reflection on how well you are loving her. Oftentimes, unless there's some medical thing going on. Also, once a month, she has a menstrual cycle. So, I mean, in my world, that was uh, no touchy, <laughs> you know. So, so you figure out of a out of a twenty out of a thirty day month, you've got roughly twenty three days to work with. Right, So in that mm-hmm. period of time, that's where we are. And the other thing you need to think about is this, and this was the truth, the case for us. When our boys were little and nursing, my wife's breasts were milk machines. They were kind of off limits for a season because they weren't, there was nothing, she was just, don't touch me there, you know. So there are a lot of factors going on here, guys. Uh, so I would say, so when I go back to this question that um, we were, that was asked by Jeffrey, I would say a healthy sexual relationship between a monogamous Christian couple would be somewhere between, let's say, three to seven times a month. I would say if it's less than that, there's something going on. If it's more than that, you married a unicorn. And so, <laughs> I mean, Dale, what do you think based on your experience? Well, I, I what, would what agree. What is your thought on that answer? I would agree, and I would also say that... Um, a lot of times we uh, get into relationships and the woman will give up sex 
so that she can have the relationship because she that's where she finds love and acceptance. So she gives that to you, but then once you get married, she knows that she finally has that person. I don't have to do this thing anymore because I already got you. And and I'm not saying that's she's an evil person, but she is lacking something, so she gave that away before marriage, but now you are married. Well, so. and that's a big problem. This is what single guys, I just want to slap them into reality. Single guys, having sex with your girlfriend, test driving the relationship is a horrible mistake. It's a bad decision, and it's a sin before God, period. In first, Listen to this. This is really cool, Dale. In 1 Corinthians 6, God tells us to avoid that. He avoids sexual immorality. In fact, he says fornicators will not inherit the kingdom of God. That word fornicator comes from the Latin fornus, which means an arch or an overhang, and it's where guys would go, single guys would go to rent prostitutes. And so basically, sex before marriage, you're prostituting the gospel or you're committing adultery before you're married if that's not going to be the woman you marry, even if it is going to be the woman you're going to marry and you're not married. Now, but here's the beautiful thing. In 1 Corinthians 7... And, and guys, listen, this is why the Bible is so important for our wives to know it, and it's so important for us to know it. So in 1 Corinthians 6, we're being told, don't have sex, don't do these things, don't do it outside of the marriage covenant. In 1 Corinthians 7, Paul, who is who was single all of his life, said, do not deprive each other. Men, mm-hmm. don't deprive your women of of the sexual experience. Women, don't deprive your husbands of the sexual experience. So God, God invented sex. God created the clitoris, which there's no purpose biologically for that thing but pleasure. God put all the nerve endings at the end of a penis for a reason. And so God created sex, but within the context of marriage, First, or I'm sorry, Hebrews 13, 4 says, let us keep the marriage bed pure. And so when we do that, when we love our wives well, when we honor God before marriage, I think it, it makes for a lasting marriage. Exactly. I'm proud to say my wife and I never had sexual intercourse until the day we were married. I'm proud to say that. I mean, it was a struggle for sure, but we made it. And don't tell me you can't do it, guys. You can do it. Four on the floor. Yeah. And I, I was, my wife, on the other hand, did not wait. And there are issues because of the past. Yeah. And so you're constantly going to fight those. So, man, if you can do it with <laughs> the right way, you're going to have an awesome marriage. One of my greatest Regrets in my life is I was not a virgin when I got married. Now, I was a virgin the three years after I gave my life to Jesus until I got married. But mm-hmm. up until that, I wasn't. And, and I really, I deeply regret that. And I know yeah. my wife would say the same about her past. So, yeah. guys, I hope that answered your question. And, uh, guys, hit us up with your thoughts and opinions. You always do. And we really appreciate your opinions, good, bad, or ugly. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Take us home, Dale. Yeah, man, we want you to head on over to meninthearena.org and grab your free copy of Tell Them What Great Fathers Tell Their Sons and Daughters. And sign up to join one of our many virtual teams by mm-hmm. clicking Join Our Program. Do it. Until next time, fill the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man.
You've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world in our Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of biblical manhood. Make sure to explore our website at meninthearena.org, sign up for the weekly equipping blast, and take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, Everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.